Welcome to a parenting space actually designed for you, where you can get answers about navigating a life that includes autism. I'm Dr. Tay, and today I have a mini episode just for you. We are talking about the three issues that I see with autism care. So this episode is not meant to make you feel like, oh no, my child is receiving horrible services. You actually might be receiving some pretty good services. And, and this is where the big and is, there are system-wide issues that are coming into play. And I think as I have built my private practice, I've really familiarized myself with what these concerns are, what these issues are. And so what I want to do today is simply summarize them for you, because if you don't know what they are, it's going to be really hard for you to be able to advocate. Now, don't get me wrong. I have tied these in to many episodes. If you've been around here for a while, thank you. We are over 30 episodes in, and I'm just so grateful for those of you that keep coming back episode after episode. If you are one of those, do me a favor, and I would be so, so appreciative if you're loving this podcast if you left a five-star review, because what that does is it also helps to push it out to other families that, for example, when they go into podcasts and if they search autism, it's going to help to promote this podcast for them. So I would be so grateful if you just have a couple free minutes as you're listening. Maybe you're sitting somewhere right now just adding it. Also, if I recognize your name, I will absolutely message you. If I don't, message me on Instagram or somewhere and just be like, hey, I left you a five-star review because I also love being able to share them on my social media. And thank you. I'm just so, so grateful that you're here. I have trickled these in, but I want this to be a standalone concrete episode so you can start to be like, okay, these are the things I should be looking for. These are the things I should be advocating for, if at all possible. So what these three things are, I'll go through each of them pretty quickly since this is a mini episode. I literally could do a entire podcast episode on each of them, and maybe I will at some point. So the first problem or issue that I see with autism care, and this one might sound like, why is this a problem? is that the services are so focused on your autistic child. And so what that means is your child might be getting absolutely wonderful services. And I love that for you. And what it doesn't take into account is the family system around the child. So if you're showing up, for example, to speech therapy and they're just working with your child, maybe they're not teaching you how to do it. Maybe they're not checking in. Maybe they're not understanding what is the interaction between the patient and your other children. They are important for treatment progress. And the way that a lot of our system in the United States is driven by health insurance. And so there, there ultimately becomes limitations where clinicians have to say exactly what they targeted. They have to hit certain targets. They're often limited to the amount of time. I hear so often parents getting like 30 minutes of speech therapy. And it's like, that is so hard. Like my kid barely warms up and then we're headed back out the door. And so there is a systems issue here. And I had an episode where I talked about the three components that make up quality care. And I talked about how you can advocate. So that is episode 21. Now, I have been shifting things around on this podcast. And if you listen to one of my full episodes, I talk about in the full episode how not only have I been a professional in the field for 10 years, but 
the services that I've curated and this podcast and all the content that I put out are with the whole family in mind because I know this is what my family needed. I won't lie. It would have been really nice to be incorporated into my brother's intervention, to feel like I had more of a role because then I'd at least understand what's going on, why my family was spending all this time in the basement. They literally had my parents build out a therapy room in our basement why they were down there all the time. The other thing is your other children, for example, might be impacting your child's ability to practice. And so if we can think about those logistics, if I can say, okay, what are ways that your autistic child plays with their siblings? I might be able to give you ideas for how your other children can support progress. And not only are they going to feel more a part of it, we're also going to see faster progress as a result. The second issue that I see, and this one is really hard, and I do think there is a limitation, again, with the way health insurance is, with the way that provider caseloads are, they're already really, really full. And one thing you might not think about, I just want to share this behind the scenes, is your provider keeps a really high caseload either because the agency or the system that they work for is requiring them to, or it's their way to meet ends meet, right? Especially if they are accepting health insurance reimbursement rates in the mental health field and also related disciplines, speech, OT, PT. They aren't very good. And so you have to have a high caseload in order to be able to ultimately pay your bills. And that is not to make you feel guilty, but is to help you understand why maybe your clinician is having such a high caseload and then why they can't do what this second issue is, which is care coordination. This is one of the things I have really integrated into my practice and I think is so incredibly important is you have this team of providers, but often they don't communicate with each other. And so you might be getting one tip from the occupational therapist, one tip from the speech therapist, one from an ABA therapist, one from a psychologist like me. And sometimes they might go together. Sometimes they actually might be saying the exact same thing but are said in different ways. So you're like, it feels like it's different. Or they could be contradicting each other, which is what we'd say contraindicated for your child's care, meaning it's not actually helping with progress. And so High caseloads are really, really limiting this and I think making it tricky. But I think a workaround of this is don't be afraid to share what your child's other providers are saying to you to the therapist that you're interacting with or even asking them, being like, hey, the speech therapist told me this. What what does that mean or how does that fit in with the work we're doing here? The third issue is long wait lists. And this is so hard. Again, I don't mean to keep saying we have systems issues, but I want you to understand why all of this is happening. And this one's hard because you can't always advocate for your child to be seen sooner. What I would recommend, don't be afraid to be the squeaky wheel. Don't be afraid to get your child on multiple wait lists and just keep calling them back. Hey, any updates? The other thing you can ask is, 
hey, I still want to be on your wait list. And do you have a list of providers you recommend or that you can refer me to so I can check their wait list? So those are the three main issues I see with autism care right now in terms of your ability to get high quality services that are actually going to move the needle forward for your child. Again, if we're not supporting the whole family, we're missing this component that could really be supportive of your child's progress. If we have providers that are working against each other or at least not working cooperatively, that's making your life as a parent so much more challenging and it can be confusing. And if you're sitting on wait lists, you're not getting services, period. Again, this is something that has been shaped by our healthcare system that myself and other providers I know are really trying to shift the way that autism care is done. And although it's not included in this list, I can't help but mentioning this, I would say a bonus issue is that a lot of providers don't know about neurodiversity-affirming care. In episode 21, I dive into it even more deeply so you can go give that a listen. As I wrap up this episode, we have all these issues. And again, my intention today is to educate you so that you can ultimately speak with your child's care team about this and see how you can navigate it. But if you are feeling like, wow, I I don't feel supported in any of these ways. And I have been looking for a provider who really understands autism and what my family is experiencing and the challenges that my child is facing. I would love to chat with you about my new group therapy program. So what this is, is it gives you instant access. There is no wait list. You literally sign up and you are going to get instant access to me. It is a community of other parents, hence the group piece, but I am fully active in the group every single day. And so there is a chat option where you can submit questions, you can submit videos. Then once a week, we have a call where if you can come live, I'm gonna help support you through it. I'm gonna coach you through it. And we know that parent coaching And then you taking that information and going and applying it is a highly, highly effective model, particularly for autistic kiddos. And if you can't show up live, you can pre-submit your question and I'm still going to answer it. So the ability to have that on-demand access is very, very rare. But I also realize how important that is to have a space to be able to ask your questions, but also to be seen, heard, and supported, which is something that is of such high value for me. And we can talk about what are your emotions like in all of this? How can I support you as a parent? How can I also support you in supporting your non-autistic children? This is something that growing up with an autistic sibling is near and dear to my heart. And so it's included in any of the services I I launch, the whole family approach will always be at the center of it. The other thing is with this group model is I can help facilitate some care coordination. I can let you know what you should be asking your other providers. I can help you. Like if you're like, hey, I'm going into an IEP meeting. How do I navigate this? That care coordination aspect is there. Your whole family is supported and there is no wait list. So I like to think of this in some ways as a a amplified support group, right? You maybe have participated in support groups before, 
And that's the amazing thing. You're going to get input from this community of parents. And everyone there wants to grow and evolve themselves, wants to help their family grow and evolve. But they might be like, I just went through this last month. Here's what worked for me. And you might be like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I needed to hear. So not only are you getting their perspective and they might give you ideas, you also get access to a licensed psychologist that is living in your pocket. Pull out your phone, submit a question. I am in there daily. So if you want to learn more about these services, and again, you're you're sick of these system issues, I've been able to do this by developing my concierge private practice to really provide the support for families. I have an introductory price right now for founding members. I'm trying to keep this as affordable as possible, knowing that you're getting a really, really high level of care, high quality care, high access to me. So I'd love to chat with you. So in the show notes, you can schedule a free consult call with me. I can practice right now in about 35 states, and that's very quickly expanding to 40 states and then some countries as well. So to schedule a free consult call, it's Dr. Tay, D-R-T-A-Y dot as A-S dot me. It's also linked in the show notes. All right, y'all. That's a wrap for this week's mini episode. It ended up a little, little more than mini, but still mini for me because we know that I love to chat. I just love being able to share knowledge and so grateful that you are here. All right, y'all. See you next time. Bye-bye. This episode was meant to be short and sweet. Full-length episodes air every Wednesday with many episodes like this sprinkled in between. So subscribe now so you don't miss the next one. And if you want to inspire a future episode, because that's how we roll over here, ask me a question on any of my social media pages for a chance to have your question featured. Bye, y'all, and I'll see you soon.